welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. Oh yes, Merry Christmas. We like to have fun around here and uh, bring it back to the real meaning of Christmas, that's for sure. In this busy holiday, we're so glad that you are here with us and have chosen to celebrate our Christmas Eve services together. It's been great so far and so thankful. And uh, we want to welcome you to Abundant Life Church. And as you celebrate this Christmas Eve with us as a church family, and also to those that are watching online and streaming, we know some are watching from their place of work, some are watching from home, and so good to have you join us. I don't know, have you ever wondered if you were invited to be a guest at a special occasion, whatever it may be? You know, this is the season for invites and invitations, the season that we're in. So many things that are going on. But um, maybe you're not even sure you're invited in your own family gatherings, much less a place in God's family. So maybe that question would linger in your mind today, would the God of heaven, would he still want me? And do I have a place in the family of God? And I think we find the answer to that question in the Bethlehem star. You know, there was, as we know, some astrological phenomenon that led these magi from the east all the way to Bethlehem. And you would think that this whole Christmas thing was maybe just a myth or a hoax that astronomers in a modern age that we live in would have already squashed that story. But modern day astronomers have said that there was an alignment of planets in a very rare circumstance that caused this to take place on the night that Jesus was born. This was such an amazing, significant event that these wise men saw it and they made the long journey all the way to Bethlehem. Before that light would have reached the Magi, before they would begin their journey to Bethlehem, the light would have traveled for 77 years to reach their eyes. It's been studied The light had to travel 77 years before it arrived in the east to lead them to Bethlehem. You're like, well, what does that have to do whether or not God is inviting me into the Christmas story this year? Well, it has everything to do with it. Because what it means is this, is that long before the shepherds were with their flocks at night, long before Mary and Joseph would have left Nazareth on their journey to Bethlehem to register, long before there was an immaculate conception or a decree from Caesar Augustus, long before all of that happened, the light, the Bethlehem light of Christmas was already on its way to planet earth. We all rejoice with the news that we've just heard in the last couple of weeks that the 12 remaining missionaries that were kidnapped in Haiti had escaped. And in a statement they made to CBN News, Christian Broadcasting Network, that they said that they escaped in the middle of the night, eluding their kidnappers, walking for miles over difficult terrain with an infant and other children. Here's what they said. The group said they used the stars as a guide to reach their freedom. Long before people even knew there was going to be a Christmas night, God had already sent the light on its journey to planet Earth. In the very same way, long before you and I were ever born, long before we did our best thing or we did our worst thing, 
long before we made a success of our life or maybe a mess of our life, long before we were good enough for God or we weren't good enough for God, whether we knew we were on the naughty or nice list, long before any of that happened, God had already sent the invitation of Christmas on its way to you and me. The light of Bethlehem on its way to you. Long before you even knew you needed peace on the earth and goodwill to all men. If you hear the story of the gospel, it is Jesus Christ slain before the foundation of the world, the Bible says. You know, in the ancient days, there was a tradition of the lighting of the lamps. There was a tradition that they knew about. Everybody knew this, that they would gather, they would come and understand that as they light their light in that first century, that they were called to also light other people's light. They would gather for worship as the night fell. I love that of all the ages that God chose to send his son into the world, he chose to send him into an ancient age before there was even electricity. Jesus was born by the design of God in an age where light was a flame. Because in that day, in that time, flame was, it was treasured more than anything else. And it was also very valuable. In other words, if I have a flame and darkness came, I could share my flame with you. Then you could share that same flame with somebody else that needed it as well. And you could share your flame with your neighbor. They could share with their neighbor. And soon, soon 10 neighbors or an entire city or entire community or neighbors are being reached to all share from the same light. It was in that culture and it was in that mindset that God sent his son into this. So when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, you know, people didn't think about a switch on a wall like you and I think about, or maybe a button underneath the Christmas tree. When Jesus said, I am the light of the world, people would think you are essential and you are absolutely treasured. Jesus can become my light, can become your light, your family's light, your co-workers, your friend's light. All the light could become for us is through Jesus Christ, illuminating then the entire world that we live in. This was the power of the lighting of the lamps that they understood. And the early believers, the first candlelight services, the tradition tells us that a candle was kept burning in the empty tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. A candle was kept burning in that tomb as a symbol of a sign that Jesus is alive. I'm here to proclaim to you tonight that Jesus is alive. Amen. He is alive. Like the gospel said in John chapter 1, when it talked about this Jesus that we're celebrating today, it was through him. It was through Jesus all things were made, and without him nothing has been made. In him was the life. And that life, the Bible says, was the light of men. In the next verse, it says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it and cannot ever overcome it. So they would gather around this symbol of the enduring resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as they would come for the light into the lamps, a light for the, from that empty tomb would become the source of light for all the lamps. And now they would sing to celebrate that light. 
light from life coming into the world to illuminate the world with grace and with truth. That's what the Bible says Jesus is. He's a man of grace. He's a man of truth. That God sent his son who took on human flesh and entered into history in the form of a baby born in a manger in Bethlehem. God in humanity is raised up perfect in every way so that he could say yes to the one thing that none of us could ever do, which is pay in full for the sins of all mankind. So that he could willingly go to the cross for you and me. He could give his life as an exchange for you and me. He could pay the price for all of our wrongdoings and the sins be put into the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, sealed up dead and done, but on the third day was raised to everlasting life by the power of God. The light came into the world, but the world could not overcome the light. Long before the fact that you and I were even born, God had already sent Bethlehem's light on its way. And John wanted to say that that light of the world, Jesus came, he came to his own people, but they did not even receive him. But to as many as did receive him, to those the scripture said, believed in his name, to them he gave the right to become children of God. There was a husband and wife having a difficult time in their marriage and they had two small children. The mother stayed home, was stressed. She hit a mental wall. She said, I can't take it anymore. And she left a note. She didn't tell her husband where she was going. She left the two children as well, but she had her cell phone and he started texting her, sending her messages. I love you. Come home. I love you. He would call and sometimes she would answer and sometimes she wouldn't, but he would still leave a message. Other times he'd call her and hear her sobbing. He, he didn't know where she was, didn't know even how to find her. Christmas was approaching and a few weeks before Christmas, he took a step and he hired a private detective. And the private detective used his connections and traced where the phone messages were being responded from. And he told the husband where his wife was on Christmas Eve. And then he went, to this roach-infested, low-budget hotel on the rough side of Las Vegas. She had been living there for weeks in deep, dark depression, and she was sitting on a hard, cheap bed, staring, in her words, as a cigarette hole that had been burned into the carpet, feeling like there was absolutely no hope for her life, when suddenly there came a knock on the door on Christmas Eve, and the knock got louder and louder. And finally, she peeked out of the curtain and instantly she saw her beautiful children and her husband and she could hardly get the chain off the door quick enough. She threw the door open and threw her arms around her husband and her children. She was weeping and she was crying. And while she was doing it, it was like she was packing her bags already. Not a word had to be said. They'd go home and have Christmas a few weeks later. The, the trees back up in the attic. The kids are back in the school. The husband says to his wife, tell me what happened. Why did you decide to come home? He said, I sent you hundreds of texts. I sent you numerous phone messages and begged you. I told you I loved you. I wanted you to come home and you wouldn't do it. And she said, they were only words until you came. God sent the angels with messages but they were only words until 
He came and was born in a manger in Bethlehem for you and me. And suddenly those words begin to take on deeper meaning. 2,000 years ago, God said, I can't just send words. I've got to, I have to come and demonstrate my love and save those that are truly lost. When you invite God in, that this season represents so many things, it represents peace to our lives. There would be emotional and spiritual peace because I know that we all live in the same world where there is so much darkness tonight. We live in that world. We see it. We feel it around us. We hear it. But that not only can we have external peace just to see it, but that God wants us to have an internal peace that can be ours tonight. The message of Christmas, he didn't send a text message. He didn't send a voicemail. He came, he died so that you and I could have eternal life through his son. So, so today on, on this Christmas Eve, the, the invitation has been extended and the question has been answered. Am I still invited? As long as Jesus is alive from the dead with scars on his hands and his feet, then you are still invited to the miracle that is Christmas. That's the miracle of this night. That the light of Jesus can light our life, no matter the darkness that we are in. That he sees you no matter where you're at and what you're going through in this room. Whether you're watching at home or at work, that it could be the child that is here or online that is going through so much in their heart and their mind, they're feeling pain. It could be from their home life that God sees you. God knows you and loves you. To the young person that could be struggling with, does my life really matter? And the answer is in Jesus, the light, because through that light, he is your life. To the adult in this room that is going through something tonight, maybe unimaginable, maybe it's someone that was here with you last year that is not here with you this Christmas to the grief that you're going through, to somebody going through an illness or a sickness inside of our families, that that light is here and is offered to every single one of us to touch us and to bring us supernatural peace. And so the invitation is on the table. Am I still invited? And the question has been answered. It is yes, you are still invited through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Will you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for the invitation for each one of us to be a part of your family. That Lord, really, that is the essence of this Christmas season. Yes, the joy and the peace, but to be offered into something that is bigger and greater than ourselves individually, but to come and be invited into the family of God. I pray that as we navigate this Christmas season, may we not lose sight of the fact that there is a living Savior who is the light of the world, who is the light of all mankind, who is our light, who has brought us life. Today, as you're praying, just between you and God, if, if your hope seems extinguished, you seem overwhelmed and Maybe you can say tonight, maybe for the first time, or maybe for the first time in a long time, that I want to get it right like the Magi did. 
that you desire this evening to invite Christ to be your Savior, to be your life, to be your light. If that's you here this evening, and you have sensed that, the presence of the Lord that is drawing you into a relationship with Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, if that's you this evening, would you just do do me a favor at this moment and would you just raise your hand and say, you know what, I am going to come and I am going to accept Jesus as the light and the life of my life. Anyone in this room, you'll just stretch your hands up. I see one here on my left. I see one back here on the right in the back. Anyone else that says, yes, I see that hand that way back. I see that child. See that hand right there? Thank you. I see this hand here to my left, two hands. Far left, I see that hand. You can put your hands down. Father, I thank you even now. That Lord, your spirit is drawing us. And that Lord, we're becoming a part of your family at this moment. Father, thank you. Help all of us to be in wonder and in awe again with the matchless person of Jesus and the life-changing offer of his gospel that leads us from death to life. And we pray all of this in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen and amen. I just want us, would you take a moment because there was a number of hands that I saw being raised. Come on, would you give the Lord thanks for those that accepted Christ and those that found him to be the Lord and the Savior tonight of their life. Also, I want to invite you as well because this weekend uh, we will not have in-person services here at Abundant Life Church, but that we are going to have on-demand services. So you'll be able to watch it from wherever you are at You can jump on YouTube, connect to our web page. There's going to be a link there. You're going to be able to find out where to find those. It's going to be shown tomorrow and also during our service times on Sunday, our 9 and 1030 a.m. services. You'll be able to click on that. We just want to invite you and and your entire family to to watch that and take part of that. And we just really pray that you have a, a very Merry Christmas. Every year we read the, uh, we have the tradition of reading the Christmas story of Luke chapter 2. And we're going to do that and we're going to light our candles together. It says, in those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time had come for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. 
But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see these things that have happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. They weren't caught up in the story of the other figures around the manger, but about one story, about one person, about Jesus Christ that has come to be our light in a darkened world. Amen. Amen. Love our pastoral staff, families, would you please come as we prepare to light our candles together. Take out your candles as well, if you will. And let's prepare. Let's stand to our feet together, would you, as we take this moment and as we take this opportunity to light our candles. They'll be coming alongside of you to light your candle as well. Would you just take this moment and we will sing together Silent Night. be our light in a darkened world. 
that long before, Lord, we were ever born, you already sent the star. Father, to light the pathway of the Magi, Lord, not only let this light be a symbol outwardly, but Lord, that we would receive the light inside of our life. And that, God, it would not stop there, but Lord, that we would give it to those that are desperately in need of hope in the world that we live in tonight. Father, I pray your blessing upon each person here in the sound of my voice. God, to be reminded of the peace that you give us that can sustain us no matter what we're going through. Father, I pray for those in our military that are away from their families this time of year. I pray that, Lord, they would sense you in your presence more than anything else. Touch them and their families. Thank you, Lord, for their lives and giving for our freedom. We thank you for this in Jesus' mighty name. And we all said, amen. Amen. Would you take a moment before you extinguish it to tell somebody next to you, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.